This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. It's time once again for Two Girls, One Podcast. The internet audio broadcast that hits your feed every week, whether you like it or not. On this episode, your intrepid hosts drill down deep and hard into the throbbing underbelly of Wikipedia to learn what we've all been wondering. How many people have been killed by vending machines in 2022? And now here are those very hosts whose Wikipedia pages are tied for the most citations needed. Alison Goldberg and Lindsay Ford. Hello everyone, I am Lindsay. And I'm Allie. And welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. Where we talk about interesting communities from the internet. That's correct. (laughs) Pop quiz, what do we do? Sometimes it takes us a minute to say what we're doing here. (laughs) Everything takes me a minute lately. You know, I really, wow. Let's really drill down on this. What, where did you just pull that out of your asshole? I don't know. That's Matt, everyone. That is Matt. Hi, Our Matt. producer, Matthew. Let's circle back to that. <laughs> oh, he's feeling what shy. He's feeling toy shy. What does he have that he know. is messing it's, with? It sounds That's like... no-brainer. <laughs> it sounds like um, the Buzz Lightyear toy that Andy gets. <laughs> oh. oh. That's really is funny. Is that... Your child's toy that you're playing with? <clears throat> no, I don't think Buzz Lightyear says things like Let's this. circle back. <laughs> I'm at capacity. Oh. Oh wait, is this like a corporate joke toy? Yeah, yes. It sounds it like is one. A, a little a little soundboard that my wife got me for Christmas uh, with corporate jargon. I feel like there's a disconnect. <laughs> That's really funny. Good job, wife. Wow. I, I like want a it. wife. Oh my god, I would love a wife. Yeah, Yeah, they're great for those sort of things. I do want a wife, though. There's this amazing TikTok trend of bisexual girls explaining what it's like to date a woman versus dating a man and saying they'll never go back. (laughs) It's amazing and so upsetting. I'm, I've said it before and I'll say it again. My least favorite thing about myself is that I'm not a lesbian. I hate it. <laughs> it's so unfun. Like dating yeah. men. Although, you know what? So I do taxing. Feel like, but I do feel, it is taxing, but I do feel like we've been shitting on men a lot. And I want to say that I know so many wonderful men in my life. Unfortunately, they're taken, but they're wonderful. You weren't yeah. I mean, y'all, it's fine. We, if anybody who hears people shitting on men and is like, they hate all men, why would we continue to date you? We would just remove ourselves <laughs> from society if we I thought know, there was for no our hope male for you. Listeners, I want them to know that I do love them. Also, you know? our male listeners are some of the most active in our community. So I'm very grateful for all of them. Oh my God. I for, I One of our male listeners sent me a very nice holiday card and I haven't even thanked him. So he should hate me. No, don't. (laughs) If I hear one more person say, I just don't know any good single men, I will actually break something. But they're correct because I now run a dating show where I'm looking for single men and they are. (laughs) Oh, my God. The craziest thing happened yesterday. Should I tell it? Should I? Absolutely. I Why would you even no, ask? No, definitely don't. Don't. Okay. It's, it's a You're really fired. good story. Do not tell it. <laughs> I mean, I feel podcast. bad because it's about one specific person, but it's probably not going to get back to him. And also, maybe he shouldn't speak this way. So, <laughs> I was. So, the way it works. I'm right here. I'm in the room. <laughs> no, the way it works is the men fill out like a minute long application on my website that's like, who they are, how old they are, what they're looking for. And then I say, send me like a minute long unedited video just because it's amazing how many people don't send it. I'm like, I can't put you on stage if I've never fucking met you. Like, (laughs) what are you doing? 
And then um, if they're if they're cute and they seem personable, I set up a Zoom. So I set up a Zoom with this guy, and he's an actor. Totally fine. I mean, not fine, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> don't we trust know. Actors, we know the red truth. Flag. We yeah. know that. Yeah, red flag. As two actors, <laughs> yeah, don't the, take most those. of don't our kind them. is very difficult. Yeah. No, uh, my friend Amanda always tells me that I'm an exception to all the actors she's met, and I think it's my favorite compliment she's ever <laughs> given me. But um, well, she also Amanda, says, "Amanda, who definitely is, listens to the show, I'm hurt because you're also my friend." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this guy's an actor, um, but then he starts telling me that he's also working on a startup, and the startup actually sounds very interesting, and and like it's really filling a niche. Red flag number two. Why? An actor and a startup bro? Come oh, on. no, no, no. I mean, not necessarily. But he, but the startup actually sounded really cool. I almost want to talk about that as well, but it would be really too much identifying information. But the startup sounds cool. So I was like, oh, are you like transitioning out of acting? And he immediately gets, and I'm just asking because I'm like curious, right? And he gets immediately like angry and really defensive. And he's like, I don't know why everyone asks me that. Like, Mark Wahlberg has tons of businesses. And I was like, oh, my God, did this bro just compare himself to Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> Who also, I mean, I, ha- I haven't done my Mark Wahlberg research, but I'm pretty sure all these celebrities just, like, invest in businesses, which is very different than, like, running a business, right? Right, sure. And then he's like, I'm going to make my fuck you money, and then I'm going to be able to finance my own films. And I'm like, okay, it's I'm in my head. I didn't say any of this out loud. I was super polite because he was, like, clearly getting worked up, and I was like, I don't want it. Anyway, but, like, first of all, if you want to make fuck you money, that's very, very rare. And you have to do nothing other than work on that startup for many years. Sure. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's, that's true. It's that you can't be, he's like, you know, yeah, if I get cast, I'm going to go like do that movie. And it's like, you can't be running a, like you're the founder and CEO and you're running this startup and then you just like leave for a month to film. Like that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I'm not a woman. I don't have a shelf life. It's not like <gasps> I have. Yeah. He goes, it's Whoa. not like I have to make it by 40. Otherwise, like I'm done. I don't have a shelf life. Like look at Morgan Freeman. Look at all these other. And he starts listing Dude, all these like Morgan Freeman was famous, famous with- as a teenager. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but yes. Yes, it was insane. He literally Morgan Freeman has been Freeman. famous for 70 years. That's wild. Yeah. Also, how on earth could you compare yourself to any of these extremely famous men because also what I think a lot of people don't talk about enough is the fact that like you can have a nice career without ever being famous Famous. or mega famous you know what I mean (laughs) it's like but it was wild it was wild I mean and the other thing is like I take notes during these calls so I had and I have a really bad memory, but I had an excuse to like write down verbatim what he was saying. But I know he mentioned Mark Wahlberg, Morgan Freeman. And yeah, he said, I'm not a woman. I don't have a shelf life. And he says this to a woman. I right. mean, it was insane. I was seething for a full hour. And yeah, but it's like, in what fucking world do you think I'm going to have you in this show now? You're insane. <laughs> but also this very child, a very childlike view of business and acting of like, well, Mark Wahlberg does it. Yeah. So I'm going to, I well, can yeah. do it. This is my yeah. biggest problem. Yeah. He picked people who literally got famous at the most when they were 20, like Morgan Freeman. Uh, he's insane because Morgan Freeman, yes, while black was starring in his own TV show in the 70s. So, like, you're behind already if you're on Morgan Freeman (laughs) and Mark Wahlberg's track. Mark Wahlberg was famous as a teenager because his brothers were all famous. Oh, and then I asked him, because I was just, like, being polite and just continuing to ask him the same thing I ask everyone. So I said, you know, what kind of woman do you like? Do you like, like, athletic, sporty girls? Do you like people who go hiking? Like, I know I've met a lot of guys through this who say they really like spirit someone who's like spiritual and likes likes yoga and like what kind of girl do you like and he goes well I want someone like really skinny but oh. not emaciated or, or anything but like really skinny and petite literally I'm looking at my notes and I literally had to interrupt and say what about personality type <laughs> <laughs> I mean this whole call was fucking wild that's wow wild. yep and that's why I'm single, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he was he was atrocious, but it's just sort of funny because I was like, I'm busy weeding through these men for my dating life, and now I got to do it for work too. <laughs> oh right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, you brought um, this on yourself. I but did it's for the greater good. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
So uh, we would love to hear the things that listeners are looking to get into in the new year. You can send us resolutions. I don't think that's really a thing. Just like something you're looking to get into. You know, are you taking swimming lessons? Are you going to Columbia for your birthday, which I am doing? You know, what are you you doing? (laughs) Um, Are you going to Columbia? Yes or no? Yes. Send us. Do you want to come with me? Mid February, <laughs> check yes or no. Um, this is great, though. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll ask for this uh, here and in the Discord as well, and email us. You can get the links in the show notes, and then we'll uh, we'll read your non resolutions on the air on the podcast next week. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I love okay. that. Well, today we are going into the depths of Wikipedia, and I don't know why I have to say it like that every time, but I do. But you know, give me like a really good delivery, and I'll put like a like an echo effect on it, like a like a movie trailer. Okay, okay, great. Today we are going into the depths of Wikipedia. Nice. And it does sound kind of intense, like the name of it, but it really is just. One individual who has delved into Wikipedia to find the most quirky and interesting parts, which I quite enjoy. And the fucking hilarious parts. Yeah. Allie, you found her, right? Yeah, I've been following it for a while. Lately, I just feel like everyone I know is also sharing it. And I don't know. I mean, it's got a million followers and... I love it. And then finally I was like, I'm just going to see if maybe we could cover this. And we've been doing some Wikipedia coverage lately. And yeah, she just finds like the weird, quirky things that are hidden in there. So like odd things that have a page, but then also weird pieces of pages. And it's very, it's very fun and funny if you don't already follow Depths of Wikipedia. I follow them. (laughs) I follow her on Instagram, but I think she is elsewhere as well. It's classic weird internet of like, when you put all these people on the internet, weird shit will bubble up. And she is the, the archeologist who digs out these beautiful gems of weirdness. And that's what we love on this program for sure. Yeah. We're gaining traction. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I mean, Matt, do you have, you know, Wikipedia related trivia for us? I feel like there's a disconnect. Oh, I don't know. Uh, close enough. Close enough. <laughs> yes, of course, I have trivia. What do you pay me for? I, I, I don't know, honestly. There's a lot of buttons here that I got to push, and uh, it's, it's very complicated. So it sounds you, hard. You, you, I, you I literally need. wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, check this out. This is really cool, and I, I find this really fascinating, and I think you will too. If you go to any Wikipedia article, and then you click on the first link in the article body. So obviously we're all familiar with Wikipedia. It's like, here's a person. And then the first link is linked to another topic or or a thing, right? It's linked to something else. Then in the subsequent article, you click the first link again and so on and so forth. Every time you hit an article, you click the first article that is linked. 97% of the time, you will eventually land on what? Wikipedia article. I have three choices. Are you ready? Oh my god, this is very fun. Is it A, the article for philosophy? (laughs) Or is it B, the article for human? Or is it C, the article for earth? Whoa. I'm going with human. Okay. Oh, actually. What was the first one? A is philosophy, B is human, C is earth. Oh, I hope it's not philosophy because that's annoying, but I think it is going to be philosophy. So Lindsay's going to go with A? I'm going to go philosophy. Okay, Lindsay goes A, philosophy? Yeah. Uh, Allie, you seemed unsure. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm thinking human or earth, you know, but Mm. I'm going to switch to earth. Okay. Allie makes a game time decision to switch to earth. We will find out after this important commercial break. From the depths of Patreon, (laughs) I would like to thank these people from the depths of our hearts. Thank you very much to... Wesley Cordell. Jerry Duran. Jessica Fox. Kathy Phillips. Oh, Matthew Scott. Melissa Elliott. William. Jessica Kybell. Ken M. And Kelsey Murray. 
Thank you all very much. Without you, we would be much less good at doing this podcast. So we hope you continue to donate. And if you would like us to say your name on the podcast in a very silly and fun way, please consider donating at the $10 or more level at patreon.com slash 2G1P. Entitled Taxidermied Hamsters for Sale from the number one online marketplace for gently used pre owned pets, Craigslist.org. I have a family of taxidermied hamsters for sale. They are perfect for the kid who wants a hamster, but you know damn well won't take care of them. Just buy a cage, pose them in it, and tell the kids to enjoy. If the kids ask why they aren't moving, just explain to them that happy hamsters keep still. These hamsters were originally bought with love and taken care of very well. Then, as is usually the case with my little bastard kid, he lost interest and kept forgetting to feed them. One by one, they dropped off. I couldn't bear to flush these cute things down the toilet, so I bought a taxidermy kit and stuffed them. The best part about these guys is that they won't soil the cage or cost anything in food. They'll just give hours of pleasure, like live hamsters. Call or email me with an offer so that you can begin your new life as a hamster owner. Thanks. Joe, a.k.a. Buzzy. You know, that's one way to have a pet. Uh, I keep thinking (laughs) I want a dog, but I would have to feed it every day. So this is something to consider. Getting a taxidermy kit and taxiderming these hamsters was less difficult for this person than feeding, feeding the them. hamsters yeah, that her like, son forgot to feed. <laughs> but I also like this attitude of like, I don't want to let these go to waste. Yeah. You know, yeah. resell them on Craigslist taxidermied. Hashtag sustainability. No, I'm into it. You know, Re- reduce, not, reuse, recycle. Not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do think these are probably compostable, but whatever. I would love to learn what is the most clicked to page it's not the most trafficked page but if you continuously click yeah. the first link in any wikipedia I love this article trivia because it is the bottom of of the internet it's the depth it's the right depth. you're going down 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 <laughs> you've done it you've um, done it 97 of the time you will eventually land it may take 5 10 15 pages but it all almost all roads first click roads lead to what is it a the article for philosophy Lindsay mm-hmm. chose that is mm-hmm. it b a uh, human, nobody picked it, or is it C, Earth? Allie chose Earth. Are you prepared yeah, for the yeah. correct answer? Or do you want to do it? Do you want to do it live? As prepared as ever. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Well, one person, do it. Uh, just, all right, who's going to do it? Lindsay, you want to do it? I'm saying if the depths of Wikipedia has a Wikipedia page, because for some reason I didn't think to look that up. It does. Okay, great. You could start there, or you could choose a random article okay, for so science. Okay, so I just click the first link? The first link, and what you want to do is avoid the pronunciation guides oh, okay. and the phonetics. You want to click the first linked article right. in the first I sentence. I clicked the first link in the first sentence. So tell us what it is as it's you click Wikipedia. it. It's Wikipedia. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. And then in Wikipedia, I, I avoid main page. I just go to Wikipedia is a multilingual free. Okay, so I'm going to multilingual. Then I'm going to language. Then I'm going to communication. Then I'm going to information, abstract concepts, rules, philosophy of logic. Philosophy. Oh, wow. I'm upset because. I started with Morgan Freeman, and it's taking a lot longer to get to philosophy. <laughs> this is from wikipedia.org slash getting to philosophy. It's not the exact URL, but it says clicking on the first link of the main text of an English Wikipedia article. I probably should have prefaced that maybe this primarily works in English. Yeah. Um, and then repeating the process usually leads to philosophy. The remaining articles lead to an article without any outgoing wiki links. 
to pages that do not exist or you get stuck in loops. The theories about the phenomenon with most with the most pre prevalent being the tendency for Wikipedia pages to move up a classification chain. According to this theory, uh, the Wikipedia manual of style guidelines on how to write the lead section recommends that articles begin with a defining topic about the article. So basically, the style guide for Wikipedia says, hey, you need to define the concept of what you're talking about in the first sentence. And usually conceptual language leads you, leads you, leads you to communication, philosophy. arts, sciences, and then eventually to philosophy, which is the study of conceptual things. And I just fucking love that. Amazing. That's cool. You know, I hate trivia. I enjoyed that trivia. So thank yeah, you. Yeah. What would be the key learnings here? Ooh. Okay. Ooh, that's a good one. And, and now Allie perfect, has something else she hates. <laughs> what? That, that toy? Actually, and, I love that toy. I kind of oh, love good, 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 good. Yeah. Well, Matt, I think that was a perfect trivia into our guest, and she is here. Okay, everybody. Our guest today is Annie Rauerda, and she is a writer and the creator of The Depths of Wikipedia. Welcome, Annie. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited. Thanks for being here. <laughs> now, I know you have 1.1 million followers on Instagram, but for people who don't know what Depths of Wikipedia is, can you tell us? Yeah, in the beginning of quarantine, I started screenshotting Wikipedia articles a lot more. I was editing Wikipedia more than I had before, and I was perusing Wikipedia more than I had before. So I posted things that I thought were a little bit funny or particularly interesting, and people after a few months, really latched on. And so I post things like, there's articles about death by vending machine. There's articles about um, giving wow. names to things pause, you didn't. Pause, What's death by vending machine? <laughs> it's, what do you think it's it is? self-explanatory. What do you think it is? <laughs> no, I don't find that self-explanatory. Here's my guess. Here's my guess. Like your um, 100 grand bar got stuck in the thing and then you shake, shake, shake and it wasn't secured to the wall and then you get smashed. Yes. Yeah. It's when you die. It's death by vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> actually died that way there you go um a few do it's it's probably more than shark attacks that's always the the thing people measure deaths yeah, by for sure it is for sure <laughs> that belongs in that like darwinism book <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah okay so go on thank you <laughs> oh i just post things like that on instagram <laughs> and also on twitter sometimes on tiktok sometimes i do live shows but i write some articles occasionally about different things that's pretty much me. I edit Wikipedia a lot. I'm the Wikipedian of the year, which is <gasps> a silly little award wow. that other people probably wouldn't know about in the media category. So yeah, it's 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 a fun life. Wikipedian of the year for 2022. Yes. Wow. It's over now, Annie. No, I'm just I'm sorry. Just well, <laughs> no, I know. You're done. You're done. Your reign is over. So actually, it gets they name a new one at, at Wikimania, which is in August. Oh Ooh. wow! Okay, so what are you gonna do? You got like eight more months of months your reign. Of rain. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, it's one of those awards that is a great title, but it doesn't confer any added powers or benefits. Not until you start giving it powers and benefits, you can make this happen. As Wikipedian of the Year, I'm gonna <laughs> do crazy things. I'm gonna go in parades. I want parades for you. You know, COVID is like kind of over. It's time for parades. When did you start editing Wikipedia? When I was probably like 13 or 14, I didn't do a lot of editing. I would just edit small things like commas. And then I started editing a lot more in the middle of the pandemic. Oh, okay. What drew you to it in the pandemic? Boredom or? Yeah, boredom, a fascination with the community, a sense of obligation to contribute something of value to the world. So wait, you said you were fascinated by the community. Can you share a little more about that? There are a handful of people for whom Wikipedia editing is their main hobby. Like they wake up, they go to work, and then what they get excited about is editing Wikipedia. And they often have contributed just article after article after article. There's 6.5, almost 6.6 .6 million articles in English alone. And real people write those. Like that is not bots. Right now, there's a research project for like AI written articles, but that's not oh, being yeah. deployed yet. It's uh -oh. don't, don't gasp. It's actually not exciting. Don't it's there's there's nothing to feel about it. It's just like funded by Meta, and it's it's all whatever. It would get like greenlit by humans, and a human would have to read it over anyway. So, yeah, there's just a lot of people that do it, and it takes a weird type of person to think, hey, 
editing an encyclopedia, writing encyclopedia articles is really fun. And I, unfortunately, I think am, am somewhat like that. And I'm not even that into it. I, I, when I go to Wikimania or other Wikipedia conferences, I feel like I'm on the fringes. I feel like I am still learning a lot. I'm, I'm relatively new, I feel, because there are people that have been doing this for 20 years and they're just really into it. Sometimes it's hard to be a newbie because you don't know all the rules and there's just these like labyrinthian sets of style guidelines and other debates and it's really hard to to pick up exactly how everything should be formatted and how everything should be written so yeah i guess i was just like really interested like who are these people that are writing an encyclopedia for fun and who are getting extremely passionate about debates that i would consider like very in the weeds i just think that these like meticulous odd ducks are very interesting and cool and smart and they are they are i meet them they're like holding the internet together i feel like wikipedians is like wikipedia is like the last bastion of truth wikipedia is <laughs> not perfect but it's it's close like if you're looking up a fact quickly i personally am like biased toward wikipedia but most people I know, like they won't click the first thing that comes up on Google, like one of the first four or five or however many sponsored things. You know, it's like a click farm and Wikipedia, in contrast, will give you your answer and it's very upfront about its shortcomings. And obviously you should not cite an encyclopedia. No one would citing a tertiary source is it's weird. Like you wouldn't cite World Book either, at least I wouldn't. And so th- there's a whole thing about don't cite Wikipedia, which I think is rather silly because I wouldn't cite Britannica either. (laughs) Love it. What was one of the early things you posted that went pretty viral? So I never had the breakthrough post. The first thing that I posted that's still up is about a scientist from Michigan State who studied kidney stones and he took a model kidney on roller coasters to see how the kidney stones would pass on roller coasters. So that's my first post. It didn't like do very well. Most of these got like four likes. They were all my friends. But (laughs) the way that I got more followers was I posted something about Caroline Calloway. If some listeners are not familiar, she is a very fraught influencer. She's a self-described and also described by many people as a scammer. She got famous for writing long Instagram captions. Then there was an article in The Cut about how she wasn't even the one writing those captions. It was her assistant who she mistreated. She kind of leaned into the whole scammer thing. She started selling various paintings and products. And like she even named her face oil snake oil and started selling it. And (laughs) so I think that I posted something about her like right at the height of her like fame, notoriety. And um, it was because on Wikipedia, it said occupation, nothing. And I just thought the word nothing was a little bit unconventional. I posted that. She noticed she was a bit bothered because at the time she had started an OnlyFans. And so she kind of made it more into like a, wow, like people are saying sex work isn't work. And so I had been at the time, like during COVID, I worked as a nurse assistant at a nursing home and with, I was with dementia dementia patients. And so it was kind of an intense job at times. Other times it was pretty chill. So I had like been on a pretty crazy shift and I checked my phone. It was like, whoa, Caroline Calloway has beef with me. This influencer that was like an NPC is is a real person and I just hurt her feelings. So I was like, oh my gosh, like Caroline, like I'm, I just want to let you know, like I should definitely be more careful about what I post because I, I didn't realize that this would hurt you. And then she was like, oh, like I get it. And so then she became a big fan and she shared like a bazillion of my posts. And at the time she had like 700,000 followers or something like that. Wow! And so I just had a bunch of followers overnight and it was really exciting. At the time I would like every single time a person followed me, I would check and see who they were. So you know who I am? You've, you've checked and followed me. You remember from all million? <laughs> well, no, it was a really exciting thing to, to like wake up and have this deluge mm-hmm. of notifications, just absolute dopamine overload and be like, wow, I, I physically cannot check who all these people are. Yeah. It's very sweet that like, because you like reached out and apologized and were a human, she became a big fan. Yeah. That's how it should go. I don't have beef with anyone. Like, do you guys... I th- someone told me that this is unusual, but I don't block anyone. I've only blocked one person and they made like physical threats to me. But other than that, I just will never do it. I think I have some exes hidden. I think it's like you don't have beef with them, but they might have beef with you. 
I think that's true sometimes. Someone hates you, even if it's for a completely nonsensical reason, is what yeah. Lindsay is saying. Or maybe it's a reasonable reason, like they're a man and you're a woman, so they hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm the type of person that's like friends with their exes. So I think mm-hmm. my beef ratio is quite low. Also, I don't eat beef. Yeah, I don't have beef. <laughs> I don't eat beef. And when See? somebody is like like some like what happens all the time is somebody on Instagram will get super offended about something like they're taking completely out of proportion. Like I don't know, one time I posted something about polar bear jail, which is when polar bears in northern Canada will go to these holding facilities and they responded with something really really long and passionate about how me posting that was just like perpetuating this like prison industrial complex and that my post was like an act of violence and mm. i thought that was a little bit nuts like i was like this is yeah. probably not like I, I think your heart's in the right place you know but i don't know if my post is actually the problem but then i like got so stressed about it that i called them and i was like i just have to tell you like i just the my last the last thing i want is to to like hurt someone's feelings but then calling them was a little bit psycho like i remember my ex-boyfriend was like what you did not have to do that but it just bothered me i guess (laughs) what was their response so gentle and just like oh like i get that and honestly like you know hearing you talk it makes me realize that you're not just like some like privileged like person on this armchair like you're just kind of a person and i was like oh thank you uh yeah were they shocked that you called (laughs) honestly no like it was it was really nice i think (laughs) It makes me want to do it more. I feel like some of these people are trolls. And so it's like insane that you actually call them like in the best of ways. They're like, what? There's actually (laughs) um, I can't exactly remember who, but there's a very famous comedian who confronts his own trolls. (laughs) I don't know. I think that like trolls are fascinating. It's just like a really interesting headspace. And they clearly care about you if they're trolling you. And so they probably have something valuable to say to you once you get behind like all these like outer layers of trollishness. And this person doesn't sound like a troll. They weren't doing it for for the lulls. They were, they felt affected by this post that you made. And, and what you're doing is like a form of radical empathy of like, hey, let's have a conversation. Like this is the answer to all the problems. But I do think a lot of people do that thinking that they're anonymous. They're behind this internet. They'll never receive a call. For sure. Annie, how do you feel about the fact that there are all these bizarre things on Wikipedia that you screenshot and share and yet women and people of color are underrepresented on Wikipedia? People always ask me if I have personally been like victimized of like misogyny when I'm editing Wikipedia. And my answer is no, but it's just because I'm completely anonymous on Wikipedia. I don't share my username. Mm. There's a big discrepancy. Like there's a lot more male editors than female editors. There's also like some data that shows that editors are more white, more there's, there's like a lot of like young editors. There's also a lot of Gen X editors. The, The Wikimedia Foundation often says is that they need to get more editors from the global South. And that's the terminology that they use. Also the content, um, like people will talk about how it's, anecdotally harder to get an article like about like a female scientist than a male scientist. And yeah, I got to say, like, I think that it's very, very important that like if if an encyclopedia is going to document everything about humanity that matters, like it definitely should include things about underrepresented groups. And it also should be written by people that are underrepresented. There are groups like Wiki Women in Red, which in, when a link is read, that means that it's an article that doesn't exist, but it probably should. Like it's linked, but it goes to nowhere. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that you get women art with articles about women that are not read, like they exist. And so they do like edit a thons and they do lessons. But I do think that like a lot of the people that I have met that edit Wikipedia are people who are on the autism spectrum. And that is a like a condition that's like more common in males. I think there's just like all sorts of factors going on. And so I am completely like in support of getting more women, more people of color editing. Like that is so exciting to me. Yeah. That said, like, like being like, oh, like Wikipedia sucks because it's not representative of humanity. I'm also hesitant to to say that. Yeah. No, I'm just fascinated by like the extremely niche things that some people are willing to make entries for and then they leave out some like very prominent scientists, you know. Yeah, the notability standards are a little bit unusual. Um there's like long guidelines for how to prove someone is notable because you can't make a Wikipedia article about like your weird neighbor unless your weird neighbor is covered by like five or six good news sources. <laughs> I have like 
heard a lot of stories of people that say like, hey, I tried to make an article about my whatever, my grandma, who was an amazing woman. Lindsay literally did that. Yeah. Yeah. I I did it for my mom for Mother's Day. And I I just said, your mom. And I, I figured everybody could just write nice things about their own moms as well. But I started off with my mom and like wrote in general about how my mom does this and this and this. She's really good at making banana bread and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she was born in the South, blah, blah, blah. And anybody could edit it. So I figured people would just add their own things about their own moms. And then it got taken down. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I feel like I hear stories about this a lot. And then people are like, oh, like, I am i can't do this. Like those, they don't let anything fly. But really, they just have really specific guidelines that you have to familiarize with. Which is actually good. It's actually good that there's a system. Yeah, because if there were no standards for articles, like, like you can you can understand how it would be a slippery slope and how that would kind of allow like more riffraff. It's just like where do you draw the line? Like it is tough. I think that people's feelings get hurt. I definitely have had articles get deleted and I've been like annoyed about it. <laughs> I've cried about it. Dang. But like they were right. Like they were I think that when my articles get deleted, I'm always just like, yeah, I think they're right. Like cuz they excite the guidelines and then I'm like, yeah, I can't argue with that. Yeah. I get it. So what are some of your favorite gems that you have found and posted? See, this is the question that I just can't answer <laughs> because it's like, I don't know. There, It's like, it's like I love all my children equally. Um, <laughs> but there are a few that I've posted that are like internet lore that's beyond Wikipedia. But one of those is the Dave Matthews Band Chicago River incident when tour bus for Dave Matthews Band in 2004 was going over the Kinsey Street Bridge in Chicago, which is a graded bridge. There's grades. As they're going over the bridge, they uh, like empty the septic tank. And so 800 pounds of human waste fall f- through the bridge. And normally they would just go in the river, which isn't good, you know, but like it's better than what ended up happening because what ended up happening was there was a sightseeing boat. <gasps> Chicago does these river architecture no. tours on boats. And so 800 pounds of poop and pee fell onto these passengers. And that's oh. real. That is totally real. Th- and then real. Mayor, yeah. People yeah. think My it wasn't God. true, but that really did happen. <laughs> oh, there's photos. There's Yeah. And Mayor Daly held a press conference about this a few days later <laughs> because nobody knew what had dropped the 800 pounds. Like, People did not know it was Dave Matthews Band right away because the Dave Matthews Band guy like didn't vault. He He wasn't like, ooh, it was us. Right, exactly. (laughs) And so they ended up getting footage from a nearby um, camera and they figured it out. And then Mayor Daly in the press conference, I think he had some like iconic both sidesism when he was like, yeah, so what they did is absolutely unacceptable. But the Dave Matthews Band is a very good band. <laughs> <laughs> but we should all still like them because they're pretty rocking. Yeah, something's in the water. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing um, is that Kim Jong-un, the supreme dictator of North Korea, he has an older brother, Kim Jong-chul who is not the same, very different guy. And he's been described to West. So Western media like doesn't get a lot about him, but basically everything we know is that he's obsessed with Eric Clapton and he loves (laughs) guitars, specifically Eric Clapton. He was spotted like at all these Eric Clapton concerts. Kim Jong-un like succeeded his father as the head of state instead of his older brother, because the older brother was just like obsessed with, um, Eric Clapton. Yeah, he, he's inspired <laughs> going to Eric Clapton concerts two days in a row. Like, this guy just is a big fan. That's amazing. I, love it. I absolutely love it. Like, oh, yeah, being the supreme leader is not my dream, Dad. It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of disambiguation notices. Like, for the article Relative Dating, there's a little banner at the top that says, not to be confused with incest. To me, that's funny because relative dating in this in this context, it's when you when you're dating like logs and sticks and like skeletons you find by the, with, like, the carbon, carbon fourteen. Yeah, not to be confused with incest. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and then does it link to the incest page? Yes. A uh, hilarious. That's that's hilarious. a great question that you just asked and answered yourself, and I appreciate it. So you don't you don't just screenshot like articles. You screenshot like pieces of wikipedia oh yeah pieces talk page exchanges the one that's like pretty well known is the one that was for the the founder of oh i think it was papa john's the founder of one of the big pizza chains his categories on his article are early life pizza death 
which is kind of funny to me. There's one that's like London, uh, Paris, cooking skills, alcohol, death. That's another one people like. They think that one's like relatable. <laughs> art, art girls love that one. <laughs> like sometimes I'll like, have live shows. So it's really fun to like bring things to life. There's an article about the Paul O'Sullivan Band, which is an internationally based pop rock band consisting of four members, all of whom are named Paul O'Sullivan. No. And I brought them on stage in DC. They had their first live <laughs> concert. What else? I'll, oh my God. I'll recreate photos. Like there's a lot of photos on Wikipedia that are just like a a little awkward because Wikipedia usually doesn't get stock photos because you'd have to buy those and they wouldn't be freely, freely licensed. And so what often happens is photos that were uploaded to Flickr in the Flickr era of like digital cameras from like 2005 to 2000, I don't know, 11. Mm-hmm. They're all just these like awkward random shots, but they're freely licensed with like a CC BY or CC BY SA, some sort of license that allows you to reproduce it everywhere. And so some of these weird random shots will end up on highly trafficked Wikipedia articles. A good example of this is the high five photos. There's a series of four photos. that's a like, pretty like beautiful young bronze couple. Like they're just like suntanned. It's like very California, <laughs> but they're, they're acting out. No, don't laugh yet. They're acting out up high, down low. And then there's a panel that goes victim misses and then it's too slow. So there's just four <laughs> panels of this and they actually got married had two kids and they recreated the photos for me and i also have the, the guy in the article shrug he's another one just a very awkward like shot taken at like 2 a.m he's drunk it's very funny and he lives in boston and so at my boston show he came and recreated the shrug and there was like a line around the block to take shrugging photos with him because he's such a just like <laughs> hilarious like hyper niche internet character that is Amazing. Also, I did obviously go to this high five page and this couple, they're like pretty cute. Did they grow up to be cute too? Oh, yeah. So if you look up like high five uh, Wikipedia (laughs) inverse, I wrote an article about this and you can scroll down and see them like in 2022 and they recreated (laughs) the photos with their kids and it's very 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 wholesome love it i love it can you tell us about how the live show started i have never woken up in the morning and thought to myself like i know what i want to do like i want to be a comedian but (laughs) i was sitting around one day and i got a dm and it was like hey you should be in my comedy show And I was like, well, that's so random. And so I was like, okay, you know what? Like YOLO, yes, sure. I'm just going to like do it and not maybe I'll black out and I'll just never think about it again. And like how many people could possibly be there? I had never done anything like this before. So it was really random that someone asked me. A few days before the event, I see the lineup and it was all like people that I've really like respected. Like it was, please don't destroy those guys who are on SNL right now. And then it was Joe Para, whose TV show I love. And then it was podcast, but outside a podcast I listened to. So these are all like relatively like niche people, but all people I knew and all people I really liked. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is really scary. (laughs) And it was a sold out show and I did it. And I have no idea if it was good or bad, but like I survived. And what did you, what did you do for that first one? I did have a slideshow and I had just like jokes about different things on Wikipedia. But after that, I was like, okay, I ripped the bandaid. I'm probably not ever going to do that again, but at least now I know that I won't die. And Somebody was like, hey, Annie, I'm a comedy producer. You should do your own show. And so I was like, oh, that's so random. Like, I guess I'll do it. And and so then I did it at Caveat in New York City. And then I realized, I was like, wait, hold on a second. If these are selling out like really quickly, I could probably do bigger rooms. And then I would make mm-hmm. more money in a night than I usually make in a week. <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> life hack. And so I <laughs> have a touring agent. But but yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of like fun bits and like little surprises in the show. And it's more and more I've made it about like the people that write Wikipedia. And it's less like jokes about the surface level, like, ha ha, here's an article that is weird. It's more just like, <laughs> wow, let's look at the people that are creating this because they're also weird, but like <laughs> they're harder to explain on a four panel Instagram post. 
and it's better to explain them like in a live room. You have one coming up in San Diego, January 22nd. It's there's a 50 50 chance I drive down for that. But when are you in L.A.? February 2nd. Oh, fancy. So you you mentioned, you know, people getting mad at you and you calling them, which is like very delightful. (laughs) Um, Are there other fun interactions you've had with this like sort of accidental community that you've built? The answer is definitely yes. <laughs> I'm always having fun interactions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's kind of funny that I get recognized. Like that is very funny to me because I'm usually faceless, but occasionally on TikTok, I make TikToks. And so it happens every now and then and it makes me laugh. But that's not a very good answer because that's not like a meaningful interaction usually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, also, are people like there could be bad interactions too. Like are people trying to like steal your concept? Like what? how's it happening? I think that I have a lot of people that like the concept and then kind of take it. And I have to remind myself that all of this content is created by volunteers and it's free for anyone. Like I license my stuff freely. And so someone could make an exact copy and just like change the color to pink or something. And like, that would be legal. And I like sometimes like get like a little defensive, especially like I have this one, I'm not going to say details, but this one like very big organization has like told me that they're adapting it into some different form and it's the type of thing that I am not thrilled about but I'm just kind of like hey you know what like wikipedia is for everyone and I think that I made this one thing that celebrates wikipedia but wikipedia has so many different facets and if I'm getting people excited about it and if I'm getting people editing like that's enough reward for me I don't need to be like this like sole proprietor of mm-hmm. of like funny articles. Everyone can do that. <laughs> Everybody can be funny with articles. I like that. Open mm-hmm. source comedy. Yes, exactly. So what is next for the depths of Wikipedia universe? <laughs> um, I don't really know. That's a good question. What's next for anyone? I don't know. I mean, time does not exist. So like, it's fine. You don't have to have an answer, you know. <laughs> I do not have an answer. <laughs> this was fantastic. I had so much fun hanging out with you, hearing about weird parts of wikipedia Mm -hmm. well yay thank you so much for having me thank you for joining us that was so fun how great is it that someone was able to see uh, a niche which is this is things that wikipedia does weird and then get accidentally famous from it that's what the internet's for yeah it's it's really wild and and i i found out about it because i see people sharing from it all the time like it's just the strangest, quirkiest moments, like like every single element of Wikipedia, the layout of it sometimes is ridiculous. And um, like, I think I saw something where it was like all of Saddam Hussein's media appearances. And so there's just this list of like shows and then Saddam Hussein's name next to that. It's just like very bizarre stuff. There was also one where it was like a chinchilla two chinchillas dressed for a birthday party. And it's like, but I don't think there was any context in the depths of Wikipedia post, but there's just all kinds of random, random stuff. I mean, it seems like a good reflection of kind of life where, you know, even in like serious moments and in reality where it's just normal going on, there's like lots of tiny, hilarious moments. So I feel like that's just Wikipedia reflecting real life. Yeah, I think there's also something interesting about the curation and editing of it in the sense that things are being taken out of context and they're really funny out of context. Right, and right. That's great for comedy, but it's also sort of interesting when you think of the ways that journalism and everyone is just taking things out of context, you know? Like a list of Saddam Hussein's media appearances is important and relevant if you were to piece together the geopolitical history of the Middle East. Absolutely. But when you just take like a discography screenshot, it's like, wait, Exactly. It's silly. So this is important work. The other thing that we didn't really, we kind of glossed over it, but Annie mentioned something like a significant portion of the people she's met in the Wikipedia community seem to be on the autism spectrum. And I and we we don't have data to show that to be true or whatever, but she is anecdotally saying like people clearly people are hyper fixating on a very specific things and keeping those articles up to date and that is fascinating to me and it tracks with the sort of hyper 
specific nature of some of these articles? Well, it seems it seems impossible to really know if. Yeah, there's got to be there's definitely somewhere there's we should actually try to figure out if we can talk to someone from that. There's got to be a community of autistic people who are obsessed with Wikipedia that has now connected with each other. New show idea instead of love on the spectrum which is a show on Netflix. It's Wikipedia on the spectrum. And we just talk to autistic editors about their niche interests and um, how much time they spend editing Wikipedia. What yeah. do you think? I think, it's got, I think it's got documentary potential, but not a full series. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like one episode max, really. Yeah, yeah. Although yeah. you could follow, it's mini docs. You could follow an mm-hmm. editor for each episode, you know? Yeah, still, still that's a 70, 70 minute limited theatrical release. I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Lindsay, what's the strangest thing you've ever found on Wikipedia other than your mother? Um, the strangest thing I've ever found on Wikipedia. Um, I don't know. I'm going to keep looking into Wikipedia and see something more strange. But I think I just go to Wikipedia for quite normal things that I want to know more about. Yeah. Yeah. And she said something that is something that Matt says all the time, <laughs> which is that it's like it's the last bastion of facts, basically. It truly yeah. is. It's, it's, an, it's a miracle. It's an internet miracle that this thing still <laughs> functions and is accurate. Yeah. An internet miracle. Happy New Year. <laughs> it's the last good place on the internet. Well, I think everyone should go follow Depths of Wikipedia if you don't already and um, show up on February 2nd in L.A. and Lindsay will be there. Um, if my show is not happening or gets canceled, I will also be there, but hopefully not. So Hopefully not. Hopefully yeah. Allie won't be there. Um, but you can see her <laughs> tour dates. She's coming to many cities, hopefully near you. And um, we hope you enjoy the wild, weird, wonderful world of Depths of Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. Also, you should follow us. <laughs> After you follow Depths of Wikipedia, follow me. I'm at The Lindsay Life across all social media platforms. I am at Ali underscore Goldie across platforms. You can also call us. That number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. You can email us, 2G1podcast at gmail.com. You can hop in our Discord, discord.gg slash 2G1P, where we discuss episodes. You can suggest ideas. Uh, we are on Facebook, kind of, Two Girls, One Podcast. Oh, patreon.com. Please visit us at patreon.com slash 2G1P. Um, let that be your holiday gift to us. No amount is too small. Thank you. Just like penises. Well. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. One podcast is hosted by Allison Goldberg and Lindsay Ford. Then added to the Wikipedia article for Death by Vending Machine, I mean produced by Matt Silverman in New York City. This episode was edited by Avital Ayler. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.